Hiya, Benji. What a nice podcast. Do you want it to start? Yes, please. Look like a nice boy. Do you want a balloon too, Benji? I'm not supposed to have balloons in the office. Oh, well, I'm Pennywise the Dancing Clown, and I just bought Seeker, so how about we shake hands? I should get going now. Oh, without your podcast? I have it here on a USB drive. Here, take it, Benji. Take it. Take it, Benji. It's the wrong file format! We need MP3! No! Bad science. Did the movie get it right? Bad science. Or will we have to fight? Bad, bad, bad. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Bad Science. I'm your host, Ethan Edinburgh, and today we are talking about it. The most successful horror film of all time? Really? Probably. Oh my god! Oh, I think so. It's like broke. <laughs> Probably, a, I think. So. I didn't. I didn't look it up, but I think that it like broke box office records for horror. I don't know what. Whoa. Um, but yeah. anyways, this must be like the worst to a scientist to have people be like say a fact and then be like maybe. <laughs> I think. I think this is right, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, no so let me introduce my guest. We have Dr. Dean Mobbs, the assistant professor of cognitive neuroscience, specializing in fear at Caltech. Whoa. Uh, Yes, a round of applause. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So cool. Um, and again, I will ask you to just uh, get up close because yep. you're the one person that everyone really wants to hear yes. from today. Yes. Deep voice, deep voice. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's a silky smooth voice, yeah. too. I love it. Um, and uh, if you're if you're wondering why it sounds like we have a whole like audience in attendance today, we, this is the first time ever, I don't know if you guys know this, that we've had five people total on the podcast. Oh, Four okay. was the record before, so now you guys hold the record. Just like it, wow. maybe. Just like it. I was about to say, yeah. maybe. is this the record or is it maybe sort of the record? It's maybe the record. Okay. No, it is definitely Cut the record. To last episode was the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> yeah, all 11 all, players. Yeah. Um, no, we have from the Horny for Horror podcast, Betsy Sidaro, Adam McCabe, and Manu Agapian. Hello. Yeah, hi. Hello. How we doing? Hello. Almost in harmony, I felt. We hold the yeah, yeah. record for most successful horror comedy podcast of all time. Wow. That's right. Yeah. We think maybe. 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 <laughs> Prove it isn't true. Also, we're going to do yeah. the math Prove on it, it. later. Um, okay, so let's start with the film uh, and probably end with the film and talk about the film in the middle. Great. Um, <laughs> we, uh, no, we'll, we'll get to all kinds of stuff. And, and you know, feel free to ask Dr. Dean any questions that come to your mind okay. at any point. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, is electricity? <laughs> let's start there. Uh, I'm not a physicist, so. Oh, great. <laughs> Sorted on to the next thing. Um, so, so you just saw the movie last night, you were last saying. Last night, yeah. What are your impressions of the film? Uh, it was good. It was um, being a, a kid that grew up in the eighties. It's got that, it was, and the movies are based in the eighties. Mm-hmm. The real uh, good kind of steel, Steven Spielberg type feel about it. You know, the kids yeah. against the monster. Mm-hmm. That was the sort of one interesting element to it. But then the the monster itself, uh, in terms of it's being a shapeshifter that oh. would have all these different uh, physical manifestations, um, which really played on the kids' fears, was a really interesting. 
part of it. And it's really interesting from a scientific perspective as well. We can get to that later. Okay. Yeah, in terms of what that, that, what that means. Yeah. Would you say that it's in your like top three, top five horror films of all time? Did no. you enjoy that? No. Can <laughs> <laughs> we hear yeah. Very quickly no. what you would say your like top three are? Or even um, a couple a, you dig? I grew up on um, an healthy diet of zombie movies. Uh, yes. And when VHS first came out in England, actually. Mm. So The Dawn of the Dead, yes. the, uh, my favorite, uh, Day of the Dead. Yeah. Um, nice. Uh, zombies really anything reasonably good budget are, are uh, zombie movies mm, is yeah. good with me okay. yeah. well I, I mean those like the Romero zombie trilogy has so much like psychology to it in terms yeah, of like yeah. uh, like the racial overtones uh, how they treated yep. the women uh, what you do like the process of dying and yeah. being afraid of dying oh, God, which yeah. makes me want to ask you what do you think about the science on fast zombies v slow zombies <laughs> don't get me started <laughs> I'm a slow zombie person. Yeah, you think fast zombies <laughs> bullshit. But, you know, the slow zombie ones are what I grew up with, but the mm-hmm. fast zombie ones, Ugh. well, really, they're the ones that if they were going to take over the world, yeah. they're the ones that would do it. Mm-hmm. Whereas the slow ones, I mean, it's quite pathetic, really. Yeah. <laughs> We'd have to be really pathetic not to be able to kill them off, you know. <laughs> just yeah, bonk yeah. them on yeah, the head. Exactly. Yeah, it's pretty you know, just run, you know. It's the simplest thing right. to but do. But scientifically, yeah. slow ones make more sense. Well, you know, um, being a neuroscientist and um, thinking about it from a neuroscientific perspective, I've had to really come up with this reality about what makes a zombie, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to bring this back in some respects to it, because in it, mm-hmm. there is a zombie in it as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's that one zombie. So this does relate to it. Um it doesn't make much sense because, you know, the brain would decay in that sort of body within, you know, a, a few weeks, particularly if it was in the you know the south, you know, with the with the, with the sun beating down on the body. So, so it does, there's a lot of I things you have to dismiss, you know, <laughs> you know. But the truth is, I think about them, and again, um, coming back to it as well, it's, I think there's, there's a lot of overlap here in some respects. Is that what they are? Yeah, uh, is they're us. You know, they look like oh. us, mm. and it's us. And if you look through the evolution of the big of our most natural predator, who is it? It's ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. oh. we we can conquer any other animal in tribes, but in terms of um, the things that um, kill us the most, well, it's each other. So we're scared of each other more than we should be scared of each other more than any other yeah. Yeah. other creature. Yeah. You know? I'm scared of humans all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Give me a bear any day. <laughs> I don't want to be around humans. Yeah. I don't trust anyone in this room. But if you gave me a bear, if you gave me a bear in this tiny room, I'd be fine. Uh, yeah, come. And by the way, we just had a bear on our front lawn two days ago. Whoa, yeah. where do you yes. live? La Crescenta. It's Whoa, in the countryside oh, of LA, yeah. Oh, yeah. Countryside yeah. sounds nice, but then you say bear. Mountain like lions. Terrifying. There's a sign that says beware of mountain lions. and yeah. So wait, Did what, you yeah. get on the front lawn and try to teach him sign language? <laughs> no, he wasn't there. All he left was a big crap on the front lawn. It was like literally, oh, yeah. literally this size, the size of a oh, loaf of bread. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not a bunny rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> or it is a bunny rabbit who had a hard night. Yeah. <laughs> That's not my wife thought though. She said the poor animal must have had a very poorly stomach. <laughs> oh that was a, that was a fucking bear, man. <laughs> I don't even know you, but it tickles me to think of you going on your front lawn and being like me, friend, and him just ripping you apart like yeah, a ragdoll. No, no. He wasn't there, but um, I did do a, a nice search online on Google search for bear poop. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it matched. Um, well, speaking of terrifying, did you guys see the film It and when did you see it? Yeah. And what are your impressions of the film? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, we all saw it 
it yeah. together when it opened. <laughs> and it was fun. It was a blast, man. Yeah, I liked it. I, I love the story. I like I grew up in the eighties as well. So it was a huge part of my childhood with the original miniseries. But then also being a huge King fan and reading that book more than one oh, time. Because yeah. like you're saying, it's such a good story. It's such a good story about about fear, a physical manifestation of fear, but then it's your own fears that are the actual enemy. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. It's and the way it deals with like um, the parents and how parents treat kids mm -hmm. and how they don't believe you or they make you self-conscious, like Beverly's dad putting all that into her, Mike having uh. like the effects of racism affecting him. And that's how his fear is tinted. Yeah. Like it does a good job of like the different fears of being a young woman, uh, you know, a young person of color, uh, mm -hmm. a young, a young boy who wants to do the right thing, but is mm -hmm. afraid to look like a certain, you know, like a, yeah. a, a way in front of the other boys. Yeah. Yeah, it's not an advertisement for parents, is it? No, not at all. <laughs> well, like, in general. Yeah. Which I think, like, once you read the book and stuff, like, they talk more about why all the parents are, like, uh, completely disconnected. Because, like, apparently there's a curse on the town of Derry. Right. Which doesn't totally get touched on in the new movie, at least. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that was my gripe with it. Yeah. Because yeah. mm. that's a big part of it. Yeah. No. That's yeah. a huge part of the book. It's yeah. a fucking curse. Right. That's what makes <laughs> like, the parents more detached and yeah, unable to like engage. Because when you watch the movie, you're just like, what the fuck is wrong with every adult in this town? Yeah, they yeah. all like like uh made their kids like I guess that's why the kids are in the losers club, right? Is because their parents are so terrible. Like that gives them the I don't know, I don't want to say powers, but supposedly that's another thing that's left out of the movie that was in the book, mm -hmm. is that they all have like these powers. And I didn't read the book, but it sounds like you guys did. Oh yeah, it's good. It's, uh, so it's I, good. I wanted to ask you about something <laughs> else. The the it monster is from a macroverse, which is like this dark dimension of monsters. Yeah, and then there's like this yeah. ancient turtle that created yes. the yeah. universe. Yeah, Mar Marturin. Yes. Okay, so this is a legit. I I don't know. I read this yeah, and I yeah. said, Book. "What are you talking about?" <laughs> See the turtle of enormous girth on his shell. He holds the earth. Wow. It's like the rhyme with him. Yeah, he's part of like a, a cadre of like a, a huge, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Where it's like uh, titans, space wide, like a titan type thing or uh -huh. a celestial. Okay. It's like a celestial being mm. of great, enormous power who has put like a bit of himself on earth to have fun fucking with kids. Okay. And I do you remember wanna, when I got to the part that talk he about was a science. turtle. <laughs> That's that, stupid. That was pretty goofy. Yeah, because yeah. the, the, the it monster is like, a, I don't want to say monster, but like you're saying it's like orange lights. It's like these He's a god. Of, yeah, so yeah. that makes way more sense to me as like an evil spirit yeah. conjurer than a turtle. To have a turtle be some sort of all-powerful yeah. thing just feel like that's either lazy the or a joke. The turtle's the good guy. Right, right. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even remember this yeah. part. It's nuts. Yeah. But it also is, I can is, see again, why they didn't include it. It's yeah. like, uh, like the parents, like an allegory for like getting old and not believing your kids and not supporting them when they need it. It's the mm -hmm. same thing with like religion. The bad guy is a god. Right. So then like being afraid of what a god can do to you and force you to like feel. Yeah. It's, it's a powerful book, man. I truly do think it's his best book. And very good. Do you think that they are like connected uh, some of these books? Because I was also reading very briefly <laughs> that like the, there's like a the shining uh, correlation somewhere. Mm. You guys know what I'm talking they're about? They're all they're all part of a series called The Dark Tower. 
Okay. So in the book, The Dark Tower, very quickly, there's a tower where every reality is each floor. So like our world is a floor of the tower, the it world is a floor of the tower, and slowly that tower is compacting and collapsing in, so all the realities are bleeding into each other. So the world of it will cross over to the world of the shining, will cross over to the stand. Okay. Uh, What about Sinner? Yeah. Thinner is the most important floor. (laughs) That's the top floor. That's the top floor. (laughs) Movie Thinner where an Eastern European mystic curses a man to get skinny till he dies. Because he ran over an Eastern European. Pian Mystic's mom while receiving Roadhead. Yeah, Whoa. while getting Roadhead. <laughs> yeah. And that was yeah. his curse. Everybody should read and watch Thinner. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll do that next week. <laughs> yeah. That sounds cool. You need to break down the science of the curse of on the white man from town. Yes. The That's the name of the curse town. in that movie. Yeah. Uh, okay. The white man from town. Another like turtle-esque, very basic name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, the white man from town. <laughs> um, okay, so we all enjoyed the film, it seems like. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. Yeah. It's a it's fun scares. movie. It's did you jump? Did you jump? Are you a jumper? No, I'm a. I do get airs on the back of my neck going up in these types of movies, though. Like mm-hmm. zombie movies don't do that, but these types of movies, ghost movies, or yeah, yeah. Uh, really kind of you know you get that little cold chill that goes through you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But my wife jumps, you know, and I, oh. and I probably jump when she jumps as well. But I pretend <laughs> yeah. I don't. You so. watch it with your wife. Yes, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. We just put our daughter to bed, and she was, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, don't let her watch. Yeah, I don't want her to. See no, 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 no. Do you? <laughs> since you do know the science behind fear and what you're feeling, mm. do you? Uh, this is this might be an ignorant question, but do you process it differently? Are you like, oh, here's what's going on with me, and so you don't feel it as much? It's an interesting question. Um, I. I never thought about it. Yeah, yeah, cheers. <laughs> Didn't think that was going. Yeah. Um, I think that I'm. When I process it and I think about it, yeah, probably I do think about that. You know, there's these um, uh, sort of brain systems that I know are becoming active to that, and I process it probably thinking about that. But I don't think I process it different because I think that the 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 mechanisms that it's tapping into are so, somewhat primitive in some respects. Mm-hmm. Their, their reaction, they're not something that you think about. It's mm. not cognitive. You know, it's something that your body reacts to it, and then. As William Jane said, you, you know, the threat happens and then you cognitively process it afterwards. Okay. Um, you become conscious of it. So that's where the co- you know, fear comes in or what we yeah. call terror and fear oh, and so on. So, yeah. Which, yeah. Make, which what makes me want to ask you, which what scared you the most in the movie? Because there's a mixture of fantastical scares and just true life horrors in this film. So there's, there's something that I study um, that relates to what most our movies, movies do. And there's a, a classic few things they do. And one of them is Lumen. So um, if you if you play people in a MRI scanner um, or you record from the amygdala of um, rodents when you're when you're playing like a looming sound, the, the classic looming sound is the Jaws theme. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And yeah, what yeah. and what's happened that that activates these um, fear systems in your brain, mm. these fear circuits, if you want to call them that, in your brain just. Like they go through the roof when something's just coming closer and further away. Okay. So there's a scene in the movie where the clown comes out that out the water and it tries to get him. Yeah, yes. You're right. Oh. Comes at him very quickly. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, it's a cl- um, it, they they use it in most our movies. The loom. It's where the 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 monster's getting close and they're trying to get in the car or yes. they're trying to get in the front door of the house. It's getting closer and closer. <laughs> right. And we studied oh, it. We studied God. this question. Wow. It came from watching our movies actually. And then I discovered that there was an old. Um, uh, field of this, this of, of looking at looming, um, but uh, you find that when the threat's further away, it's, you're con- you're thinking, oh no, 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 and then it gets closer. 
you tend to shut down those those more cognitive conscious processes that we typically associate what we call fear yeah the feelings of fear as they call it and we go down into these more primitive regions of the midbrain that we see in reptiles oh. regions such as big word paracoductal gray which is a region where we can stimulate in rodents and humans and create fight flight freezing behaviors <sighs> mm. you know um so you see this switch as the threat comes closer you're going from how do I get out of here to just reacting? Your body going to freezing Whoa. or your legs just run you towards the door without oh you thinking, God. you know? Or you just so, fight at Yeah. Them. Well, yeah. yeah, fight's an interesting one because we certainly see the fight response yeah. in, in rodents and other animals. It's not quite as clear as whether you see that mm-hmm. response in humans, um, but you certainly see flight responses yes. and, yeah. and um, freezing. You calling yeah. us cowards? Yeah. yeah. I'm calling yeah, you hell. <laughs> I have, oh, thank God you called it out. I have accidentally. I've been wanting to address it. I, one time I accidentally punched uh, your tits in a movie. Yeah, mine has punched my tits before. Because <laughs> so I was just like, I, I think it was because I was just like, ha! Ah! Yeah. And I yeah. Just, was she coming closer to you in a <laughs> I was just way? sitting there. I was in Lumen. But, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a reaction. It, it was a reaction. Yeah. I, I I do get very if, visceral. If, if you did it, if you did it on purpose, then you, you know you probably want to be in prison yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. report my ass um, well then what did scare you in the movie or is, is there one or two scares that you're like ooh that got me or the, or yeah yeah I think that um, another, another classic thing that it does in the horror movie uh, and in this movie as well uh-huh. is that they build up your expectations yes you, the kid's walking in the basement uh-huh. and he's looking around is using what I call threat assessment, <laughs> and uh, um, and then some. He sees some lights and thinks it's some eyes, and then I don't want to spoil the movie. By the way, for those who haven't seen it, oh no, spoil then, the way. Okay, I'm so they're listening. Yeah, yeah. They have either seen it or they know what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Pause it now. Watch <laughs> all of it. Read the book and then hit play. <laughs> um, Hi, it's twenty twenty three. But the cussing thing they do is that oh, your attention is shifted towards this place in space. You know, yes. and then you know the kid will turn around and the monsters behind them. Yeah. You know, so you're, they call it prediction error, actually, in, uh, in, in the field of computational neuroscience. But it's basically you have a prediction and then there's an error in that prediction. And then what you're doing is ramping up again and creating a second kind of prediction error in some respects. So, oh, okay. mm-hmm. so it's like the unexpected uh, The unexpected, result. yeah. Um, so that is something that actually they did quite well because I think the horror movies play with each other. In this movie, they could have done that. Mm-hmm. But they didn't um, right. in that first phase. So yeah. in that first thing, so you kind of like, oh, you see the eyes, and then it's like, okay, it, and then the monster's going to be beyond. Him. It's not there, but it, yep. that's what a good old movie does. It plays your expectations. It, yeah. And what you, I think a good old movie does as well, it would do that, and the monster's not there. So the next time it happens, you expect, oh, it wasn't there last time, yeah. and then oh, it was there, yeah, you yeah. bastards. Yeah. <laughs> this one is interesting because Pennywise is uh, like a, a shapeshifter, like you had yeah. said earlier. It gives the ability for like the scene when Bev's in the bathroom. And she like walks to the right and then turns to the left. And he's big. He's like cartoonishly oh. enlarged and grabs her throat. Mm. And it's it's illogical because there's mm. no way he could be there that fast and that size and on her. So it is that thing of my mind can't process that quickly of like, wait, how's he so big? How's he mm-hmm. at that angle? Right. And it confuses me, which adds to the scare. Well, there's also an interesting element from the science on that, which is some work that we had done is that when you find that people find spiders more scary. If you ask them and you show them a spider and then you say, how big do you remember the spider being? Those who become more who are scared of it, remember it as being bigger. Mm. Spider phobics, if you, if you ask them how far away 
is a tarantula from them. Spotify makes raiders being, say, one foot away versus non-spot. Oh Somebody's not scared of spot. So that was two feet away. So Whoa. your perception changes with fear, yeah, Crazy. which is interesting. Oh, my God. Oh, I have a, that I makes have, so much sense. I have yeah. questions. Um, I don't know <laughs> if you can answer this, but, like, how much... I'm sure you know about this, but, like, what, what interesting stuff do you know about... Like, you know how, like, when you're, like, half asleep, you can see shit that you oh, think paralysis. is happening? Sleep paralysis, yeah. yeah. sleep paralysis, and, you yeah. know, there's, like, so many commonalities of, like... Like the the dark like like people Shatter saying people. like there's a monster there's a on head. you being heavy and there's I'm sure so many science explanations. yeah well I mean there's 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 a lot of work on that related to near death experience as well that, uh-huh. um, that we've written a paper on and I've actually had one of these experiences you know I was down laying yeah. in bed one time I couldn't move I was about 25 years old. And I look up and there's a dark shadow of someone staring over me. And oh. there's all these fingers going up and down my back. Oh, and shit. me and my friend were talking about one. So I've had about three in my lifetime. Um, and um, for some reason, I don't know what it is, but every time it happened, uh, when I was younger, the, early, the first couple anyway, um, I would just try and shout mummy. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mummy. Yeah, and you like can't you can't make your voice make any noise. <laughs> no. uh, yeah. I, I, but I'm in my 20s and I'm shouting mummy. <laughs> but it's, but, it's, but it's, um, it's so primitive, I think, that again, that what happens here is that you're halfway in between sleep. Because what happens when you go into full um, uh, sleep cycles, your body goes into this sort of paralysis. And what's happening is um, that you're you're coming out of your sleep. So sleep paralysis happens when you're either going into your sleep or typically when you're coming out of your sleep. Mm-hmm. So you're halfway through this awake phase, but sleep phase as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and people report, you know, the craziest of things they see, yeah. you know. And, and oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of like it, that they they make up, you know, what they're afraid of to get them out of this sleep paralysis. I was yeah. told on a previous podcast that that's why we do it is because Whoa. we don't want to be, because, you know, it's good to have sleep paralysis when you're asleep because yeah. you don't want to act out what's going on in your mm-hmm. dreams. You want to stay there asleep. Yeah. But when you're, you know, half awake, like you're saying, or like waking up, but you're still, you know, you yeah. can't move, your brain makes up these super totally. terrifying like, things to yeah, get you up. And the movie does yeah. that really well. Like the whole time you're like, wait a second, is this Pennywise playing a trick or is this real reality I especially thought mm, of like yes. with the yeah. awful creepy father that the girl has I'm like wait right. a second which elements of these are true and which elements are these are Pennywise yeah and like the little girl's shoe yeah like, like when they find Pennywise the, plant to make them want to go when they find right. the little girl's shoe, yeah. shoe in the sewer I was like Very wait a second suspicious. it's unlikely that they really found like that the first one thing girl's they find shoe that it has her name in it yeah like, it's like that's probably Pennywise write your Pennywise. name on underwear but like on a <laughs> yeah. shoe yeah. it's like pretty yeah. rare probably yeah that'd be weird <laughs> <laughs> Nobody look at my shoes. <laughs> Take your shoes off. No. <laughs> but they do a good job of like finding a sweet, for the most part, a sweet spot of like, well, it needs to be real for us to be scared. Because if it's mm-hmm. all a dream, we yeah. don't give a shit. We yeah, care yeah. Less. That's but true. Then it's like, what moments are real? Or, yeah, yeah and it, it's exactly what you're talking about with like expectation, where it's like, okay, if I don't know if that's a scare or not. When a scare does happen, it's going to hit me hard. Yeah. Because I'm confused over what's real and what's not. Mm-hmm. Which is a huge part of fear, yeah? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is definitely. I mean, yeah. I, 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 you you were saying before that there's like the fight or flight or freeze. Mm. And fight or flight is like a very famous common phrase, right? right. But you're, I, yeah. I, it almost sounded like the way you were talking about it that the freeze is like the most likely thing that would happen, right? Yeah, in that situation. And it does. It's, it's when you see a lot of these old movies that people... 
you know, the monsters are getting closer to them and you kind of think, just why don't you run, you know, run. Yeah. And then they're just like that and, you know, they freeze in the corner and the monster gets them, you know. Right. And um, and uh, in that situation, what you will see in rodents in some respects is that when the threat gets closer, um, you'll see that's where the last thing they'll do is fight response. You know, that's why if you corner a yeah. rat, it will jump at you. Wow. It won't, they're not out to attack you they're just so scared that they're they'll, right. they'll jump and they'll find any way to get out and sometimes it might be trying to be over your shoulder and mm-hmm. you think it's going for your neck which probably could be it could be yeah you know but trying to get out of but there. it's trying to get the hell out of there yeah. yeah so um so yeah definitely um so do you freeze- feel bad scaring the hell out of these rats i don't sure? work with rats yeah <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares about rats so you can, you, they really care about what we do with humans and, right. and non-human primates but rats, you can do whatever you want to them in some respects. <laughs> well, I've got to treat them nice on a day-to-day basis, though. So. Oh, I have a question then for you in your real life, because you know all the science of it, but that doesn't always necessarily uh, predetermine how you're going to react. Mm. Has it made you more cognitive of how you would like to react in a terrifying situation? If you're like, I know now that I know this, I should fight or run away or what? Yeah, I mean, I think that what there there is is... Um, is we've done work, you know, where you, you train people on emotion, on their emotional processing, and they get better... Uh, processing their emotions mm-hmm. to negative mm-hmm. stimuli. But again, it's not like the real world. I mean, it's not like the real world that we have specific ethic committees that we have to go through and we can't give people PTSD. Now, we can study people with those disorders, but we can't create a task right. where, we, do, where yeah. we create so much fear in them. So I'll let so, you do it to me for science. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, give yeah. Adam give me PTSD. I, 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 <laughs> you got one. <laughs> <laughs> Betsy so, will do it too. So, Mono. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, punch my kids. <laughs> She already has it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah, I think that um, it's it's you know a, a lot of the time these um, when people are under attack from danger, or they're in a situation that we call PTSD. It's, it's what's happening there is they're in a situation that they can't control, mm-hmm. and controllability is a real critical part of of the defensive response that we we make as well. If we think that we can escape, or we don't think we can escape, and that could be a cognitive conscious process that we're thinking of, that's going to impact what we do as well oh, in our wow. response. So. What uh, do you think that those kids in it, uh, that the fear that they experience at the hand of Pennywise, that's PTSD for the rest of their lives, yeah? Or is that something? They seem pretty adjusted afterwards, actually, don't they? I mean, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we just went for a traumatic situation. Let's go and have a sit down by the river and yeah, <laughs> la, la, la. Make a blood pack. <laughs> Make a blood- Stanley, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stanley. Yeah. That's spoiler for it too, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Spoiler. Read the book. Read the book. <laughs> Read the grow up. Read about watch the turtle. Watch yeah. the grow up. Find yeah. out what this turtle's Mini doing. Series. Yeah. You guys uh, will love it. Blood pact is so stupid. Oh, man. I can't, I can't stand so that kind stupid. of stuff, man. I don't like that. I mean, I get like, because I remember being young and people either talking about it or like, you know, doing like a little cut on their fingers or something. But yeah. I cannot stand that stuff when I see it now. It's or even nasty. in the movie, I was just like, don't include this, man. Get yeah. me out of yeah. this. Yeah. You know, like just, just, say we all agree we will come back uh i pinky promise whatever yeah. it is Speaking of science though i don't buy that either it's like if you went through a traumatic event the mm-hmm. last thing you would do is say like let's do this again right yeah yeah <laughs> that's right? true i think they had a blast beating the shit out of them it looked fun <laughs> they accomplished something together they have a little family unit yeah. here well they overcome their fear and they realized that it wasn't really real or didn't, or they could control it yeah. by reducing mm-hmm. their fear. So they have felt again that comes back to the control element. The moment that you can control it, it. Um, it's no longer a fear. It's, it's like jumping out of a plane for the first time, or um, you, the first time you do it, that you know, like you're like, 
Well, I've never done either, and I won't never do it. <laughs> but but I can imagine it, the first time you do it is, you know, you know, everyone's scared, and then they, you land, and you're like, wow, that was really cool, and then people want, want to do, do it again, again. you want know, to do yep. it again, and the adrenaline comes in, and maybe that could have been played some role there. Yeah. Although it's a pretty screwed up way of getting your adrenaline. adrenaline I mean, I'd beat the shit out of a clown. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Let's go to now. a fair and just fucking tear <laughs> it apart. <laughs> to empower ourselves to yes, get over yes, our yes, 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 of course. For sake of science. And just screaming, you're yeah. not real, you're not real. That is yeah. such you're a not real. I'm what not an scared of interesting him. take on that story <laughs> then to be like empowered by defeating him and be like, in 27 years, we're going to come back and beat the fucking shit out of this guy. Yeah, all we over again. We can't wait. Yeah. Let's bring a bunch of people. Yeah. We'll gonna... be adults so we can like buy guns. Yeah. And we buy lottery drink. tickets. And lottery, yeah. yeah. We can get all drunk and do it. Yeah, have, grill up afterwards. I have a question, because, I mean, I'm not going to give away what happens later in the book, but, like, uh, I guess let's say that they pretty much insinuate that fear uh, changes how their brain works. What, I'm sure you know a ton about this, but how can too much experiencing too much fear uh, change how your brain works? Well, I mean, it can be pretty bad if you're too much <laughs> yeah, yeah. but what you have here is a concept in in the field of, of um, extinction is that if there's a threat and it you know let's say that every time I touched your cup I would receive an electric shock yeah you would uh, yeah okay good. Yeah, I can tell it's an expensive uh, cup good grip on that cup I can see um, and if I was to do that and then I would be scared of that cup but then if I had to pick it up and I realise after about 20 times that that shock's no longer there um, I no longer show a fear response to that to that cup, but then if I got a shock, I'd quickly learn that f- that fear would come back, that reinstatement of that fear would come back. So you pick up the you learn the fear quicker. Mm. Um, and this, if you think from an extinction perspective in this, they're they're learning. Wait a minute, this thing can no longer hurt me. You know, uh-huh. so um, even though it does hurt several of them. Yeah, a few times, yeah. right? Yeah, that one yes. like it does physically mess with them. that. That one kid that. like falls through a <laughs> yeah, level of the house and breaks yeah. his arm, oh, he gets, and then he's just like, I don't know, he's cool about it later on. I would be, <laughs> I would fuck this forever. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Interesting. Well, and, and that, yeah. What you're saying actually supports what happens later in the story. Is because yeah. spoiler alert: the clown does come back every 27 years. Yeah, they experience it as adults, and it w- worse. It gets worse, or like a lot of them succumb to the fear more so. But yeah. a lot of it is, yeah, a lot of it is exactly what you're saying. Of um, it's not him; it's them. They're their own worst enemies. Mm-hmm. So it is self harm. Right. It is like uh, it's not him directly like grabbing their arm and breaking it. It's right. like because of their fear, they're hurting themselves. I, and I think that's a very human thing. I think that um, if you look at spider fibers again, and you ask them, you know, about the characteristics of the of the tarantula, for example, <sighs> they think that the tarantula wants to attack them. Mm. You know, right. I mean, it's not true. The tarantula just wants to get out of there, be left alone. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so our, our, our thought processes, I think, are important for survival because what happens is that if we can imagine threats, we can predict what they're going to do in the future, well, we can avoid them uh, now. But this capacity that, to be able to think about the future and what might happen also can make us anxious about things that have never happened. So oh, yeah. um, I think that's something very unique to humans. Um, and again, they play, they actually play on it in the movie on the audience as well as the, the kids within the movie, which I think is fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I have a question. Uh, maybe you already <laughs> answered this, but like what part does like fear have in like creating false memories? Oh, um, oh yeah. so <clears throat> it's an interesting question um, in terms of 
creating false memories. Um, we know that um, they cause um, flashbulb memories, you know, that people oh, remember. That? So flashbulb memories, um, if you remember, you guys might be a bit too young most of you, but, but when September 11th happened, mm-hmm. do you remember the first time you saw that on the TV? Oh, you know? terrified. Yeah. I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. I was like, the world isn't safe anymore. Yeah, I remember that moment. And I remember mm-hmm. when the, um, was it Challenger in 86? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that. So these are flashbulb memories. You remember a threatening situation or something like that that's mm-hmm. significant. Yeah. And you not only remember that situation, but you remember where you were, what TV channel was yeah. on, what mm-hmm. time of day it was. Yep. Yep. So yeah, it definitely does that. I remember that yeah. whole day. Yeah. Me too. Every yeah. beat of it. Me yeah. too. Yeah, same here. And and I think um, what um, happens is as well is that we know that you can create these memories um, uh, and uh, uh, there's a lot of work on this that's been conducted um, that if you just use specific words, people remember things um, yeah. uh, differently. So if you use the word uh, in a car, uh, say something happened and in a car and then you... Um, you say there was a car crash, people are more likely to remember such things as that there was broken glass or um, that they oh. saw blood or things like that, which actually they didn't see. Um, wow. So our brain can fill in. But again, that doesn't necessarily have to be related to fear. It can just be a general phenomenon that we can... Okay. That you, you, what happens is that we have these wonderful brains that tell stories mm-hmm. and they connect these stories together. So whenever we're, we have a memory, it wants to connect to these other things that, they ex- again, expectancy. It wants, yeah. it expects pa- what will be part of that story. So um, uh, that causes problems, but also um, it's in, well, we have wonderful writers like Stephen King, you know. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, what? Who said like the brain's an unreliable narrator? Some, some. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> he just said it five minutes ago. Just quoting so fresh in my mind. <laughs> that, uh, that also, man, that just the flashbulb memory thing and like putting in things that aren't there sounds like not only just fear then or like of remembering a scary moment, but also dealing with like insecurity. Is like I remember things that I've experienced or that I've done, like yes. performing or something. I was like, God, it was so horrible everyone hated me yes. everyone thought was oh, there yeah, and then like, nobody else gives a shit yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just that's not there at all so it is my brain like filling in all these Ugh. negative things that aren't actually there yeah yeah, yeah. therapy's wow. working on that yeah let yeah. <laughs> us know how that goes uh, why is that why is it why is it that the the bad times keep you at up at night it's not the good times you know what i mean well, I mean, I'm sure you don't have an answer for that, but just like it's like so much easier. No, it seems. There's, there's this thing called negativity bias where we uh, and that uh, um, is seen in depression, mm-hmm. you know, to the extreme. But, you know, our brains have, um, have evolved to remember the things that are important to our survival. You know, so you want to remember those things because you don't want it to happen again. Yes. Um, right. And uh, and but when we tend to look back, there's this sort of interest where. We look back on our lives and we almost have this positivity bias there where we remember, you know, I grew up in the 80s and it was, and I remember at the time feeling pretty miserable actually being in the middle of England. Uh-huh. But now I look back, all the friendships I had, all the times that we yeah. had, the little things come with sentiment and, you know, warm memories, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting how the brain works emotionally, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, memories as well, but also just the emotion that we tag to those memories, you know. How did you get into wanting to focus on fear? Um, so I've, as I mentioned, I've been a horror movie fan that we got a um, our first VHS um, uh, video recorder in 1980. Yeah. And we got a few movies and I was nine at the time. And uh, you know, after about, uh, 
a few weeks ago and that we got some move, horror movies. One was called Zombie Flesh Eaters, yeah. uh, which is so oh, yeah. I, I watched it recently. It was terrible, but it was <laughs> <laughs> it was great at the time. Yeah, you remember uh, it as being yeah, great. It was- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, and I just was always sort of looking to the horror movies back then. Yeah. And Bruce Lee as well. There were two things, uh, oh, Zombies great. and Bruce Lee. Yes. <laughs> and then Star Wars and, you know, uh, Return Stab of the Jedi. Wars? Stab Wars. <laughs> that would have been a good Stab movie. Wars. That would have been a good movie. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was like, I want to watch a movie called Stab Wars. Yeah. Well, do you remember back then in the day we used to get these videos? It used to be all about the covers, didn't it? You used to go to a video store. And yeah, you know, oh, these, totally. Yes, yeah, yes. Like a cartoon of a zombie. Uh, like, oh, yeah. That was the best. I missed I that so much. Whatever. Yeah. Even on streaming stuff, I'll yeah. judge a movie by its cover in mm-hmm. a heartbeat. That's a yeah. big part yeah. of our, because we have a horror comedy podcast, and we talk yeah. all the time about when you're a kid, it was whatever like the scariest or gnarliest looking cover was, you had to see that movie because yeah. of the cover and what it would like make you think the movie was. On, on that note, and with it in mind, uh, this movie is like a kid's worst fears or their imagination being like, shit, what would be the scariest thing to see right now? And then there just happens to be a celestial god who could make it appear. But what is that? Because it's the same thing where if I'm in bed at night, I'm Mm. in a strange house that I don't normally stay in. In my mind, I'm looking at the door and imagining it being pushed open into like hillbillies Mm. with guns standing there or in masks. Why why does my brain start to fill in things like that? I think that what happens um, in these situations, again, it's speculation, but um, I can bring it back to the science, which is, the human brain and animal brain in general doesn't like uncertainty. Um, it likes to be in situations in which it's in control. Mm. Um, and you see that this is that people who have who are anxious are really intolerant of uncertainty. They don't like uncertainty. So when you're in new surroundings, you're in a situation in which you're uncertain of because um, you've not experienced that before. You don't know what's going to happen next versus the extinction component we just talked about is that at home, you may be even in a much scarier place um, but nothing's happened night after night after night. You've become familiar, familiar with that them situation. Mm-hmm. So I think that we don't like uncertainty. And again, I, I mean, this also comes back to um, why we don't potentially like clowns, because um, I think what happens oh. with clowns, and maybe you're going to ask this question, but I can I can preempt it. But but basically, um, with clowns is that is that. When we look at people's faces, I look at your mm-hmm. faces now, I can see you look scared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were both uh, veterans of the Stab Wars. Oh, so Stab Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Got PTSD. <laughs> Three tours. Three tours of the yeah. Stab Wars. Stab Wars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is that I, when, whenever we want to know what somebody's thinking, what you guys think, is that we tend to get that information from the expression on your face. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've got an idea about, I can infer what's going on in your brain mm-hmm. can, and we, there's no field on this. Um, but the, but again, with the uncertainty of the clown, the clown's face doesn't really show much expression. In some respects, it only shows the one expression, which is the freaky smile, which is like oh. if people, you know, we see these movies where people are robots and they just smile all the time. Yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Nasty. <laughs> yeah. well, uh, and we know, we know that's not true. We know. Like so, our yeah. animal brains, like that's not real. Right. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Something we can't, I, I, then I don't know what's going on, what you're thinking. Uh-huh. I don't know what you're thinking. I'm uncertain of it. It makes me feel uneasy. Uh-huh. Wow. So I think, again, it all comes around again to this uncertainty element is that the clowns have that, um, give provide that to us. And, um, yeah. Uh, and even the situations in which you're in, we, yeah. want, we, we feel comfortable when we know our surroundings. We know what's going to happen next. 
We kind don't of like, like the uncanny valley in a sense. The uncanny valley is like, yeah, the, the weird slight off kilter. Because it's still like a human's oh. head. Yeah. But everything else is like, that's not the information I get from a human's head. Yeah. 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 Ooh. Have you guys had situations where you were uncertain about something and that made you afraid? I was just thinking of when I first moved into the apartment I'm living in now. I was sleeping upstairs, well, going to sleep, and I would hear this like, kind of like a, not like a ticking, but like something hitting something else every like few seconds. And I had no clue what it was, oh. but it sounded like it's in the apartment somewhere. Yeah. You know, like this yeah. isn't outside and it's like, it's been happening now every, you know, minute or so. And so I I was getting up to go see what it was. My girlfriend's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I, I hear a sound. I don't know what it is. I got to go check it out. I'm, and it was really, you know, like you're, it was freaking me out a little bit. And she goes, it's the ice machine. It's just uh-huh. it's making <laughs> yep. ice in the freezer. And I was Ooh. like, Okay, now that I know yeah. it's ice, I'm cool. You let, you <laughs> let your guard like... down, and that's when you walk by the hallway window, and it's a man with a very long finger tapping. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how that short film ends. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because you let your guard down because you had an answer for it, that's and then, right. boom. Yeah. yeah, that genius yeah. thief is uh, always sounding just <laughs> like an ice machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. the ice machine killer. My, my most notable ghost-slash-sleep paralysis story involves oh. me staying in an old Greek house. Okay, here like, we go. And I'm talking about a Greek hut that was like, that is truly thousands of years old. And then going to sleep there, I knew for a fact that it um, it used to be a goat slaughter farm. Whoa. And like, I knew that. And like, I had seen the old goat slaughtering equipment and I was in this strange bedroom. And then that night, of course, and this is like an, uh, uh, the oldest house in the world. Like where it was just like, like those white little terracotta huts you see on the posters of Greece. And that night I saw a terrifying shadowy figure in the doorway whose hands were so droopy Whoa. they his um the back of his palms touched the floor Whoa. um and in my mind it was so freaking real yeah but i mean i mean certainly there's so many tell the rest, tell the rest. Of it. the other part of it that's <laughs> very scary that i'm sure sh- that I, I have to say i think <laughs> He's waiting outside in the car right now. Knuckles on the ground. Honk, honk. I won't know it. Is that when I told my, my, I was staying in my brother-in-law's bedroom and then I told him I had a terrible night of sleep and then he immediately was like, did you see anything? And I was like, uh... And then in that same room that I was sleeping in, he opened an old dresser because this was the bedroom he used to live in. And he pulled out an old notebook and he says, did you see him? Um, And it was the dark figure with hands that touched the floor. He drew it. He drew it. Get the fuck out of here. When he was little. Isn't that fucked up? Which is crazy. And you had never heard that story? You had never seen that drawing before? No. And you were going to leave that part out? I know. <laughs> the, the reason being, there is an explanation. Of course, many people have had sleep paralysis. And I mean, we all have, there's common, it, through thousands of years of history, people have common feelings of what that, like. They're, but you like, guys aren't, you said he's your brother-in-law? He's my brother-in-law. So you guys, it's not like a just genetic, like you guys aren't no. just afraid of the same thing. No. Randomly. No. Or ghosts are real. Bye. <laughs> See you guys later. Yeah. Or your brother dressed up. Say what? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so funny. Thousands of years yeah. lie yeah. about the goat slaughtering. Yeah, yeah. Do you believe in ghosts? No, no. And, okay. uh, so well, I how do you that, respond to something like that? So uh, it's interesting. Um, so there's um, a lot of uh, new scientific research showing how people who report seeing ghosts and so on. It's quite 
um, well, I wouldn't say it's common, but it's it's observed sometimes in people who have Alzheimer's disease and um, and Parkinson's disease. Where there's one example of a guy who said he would see his um, he would see uh, he'd be in his house and. Uh, all of a sudden, all these young people would come in and start cooking in his kitchen, and he and he'd go, he'd say, "Excuse me," and they would ignore him, and then he'd go up and t- touch one of them on the shoulder, and they'd all disappear. Whoa. Um, oh. There's another one of the classic ones is um, uh, is uh, uh, macular degeneration can cause people to see things that are not there. I had a friend who said that she had had macular degeneration in eye, and for about 15 minutes, she watched a full football game. Like going on in that one in that one eye, so the the key behind it is that our brains again are pre- prediction systems. They have this imagination system that we have. But they, but if you imagine now what's what's going on in this room, all of this information is going on. My brain can't process all the nooks and crannies of your faces, uh-huh. <laughs> and and and, um, and it has to predict. They call it predictive code and so on. But it has to make a prediction. It has a template in in your brain that makes predictions about what it expects to see, mm-hmm. and you can trick it. Mm-hmm. Um, if uh, you stimulate parts of the uh, region called the temporal uh, parietal junction, you can create people, uh, give people out of body experiences, make them feel that they can see themselves, Whoa. or they can feel that people are behind oh them. Oh my god! Um, Wait, stimulate how do you do that? Well, you, you get le- so these are patients. Yeah, yeah so take a note. What would I? What should so these- I buy at Home Depot? <laughs> so, uh, well, there is ways you can do. Um, you can you can do it with our TMS. Um, you can buy them expensive, but these um, are typically studies that are done with people who have epilepsy. And you have to go in the brain to stimulate parts of the brain to find out where the uh, epilepsy uh, is. Um, and then you can you know, remove that. But you don't want to be removing parts of the brain that are yeah. still functioning normally. So right. you use these, this is a classic technique they use in, mm-hmm. in, in surgery for people with extreme forms of epilepsy. But anyway, the, um, what they do is they go in and they can stimulate these parts of the brain using electrical stimulation on the cortical surface there. And, um, and there's, uh, it's been known for decades that you can evoke these different uh, responses. I, I, I completely I wrote a paper about this. I can't know wow. know about about this stuff, but it's really strange what the brain can do. Um, why would it do it? And why would it do it to him and his brother-in-law? It, so the interesting thing is, yeah, is prove is, it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Show well, me I, the paper. I, I have to I have to uh, open up his skull. Yeah. Go inside. Yeah. And, uh, and we could do a demonstration now if you'd like. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, I would. It's yes, interesting it. because you get this mass hysteria. <laughs> people say that they've yeah. seen, they've been in groups and they've all seen things. Again, the power of suggestion. Yeah. Can have an, a very powerful. So you're saying effect. it's never real. I'm saying that the evidence, um, the evidence uh, for it is there's a more real, uh, real world explanation for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because the other explanation that you have is. Is, goes beyond nature, goes beyond physics, and there's <laughs> right. no explanation for it. Okay. Um, and in the relation to near-death experiences where they see a lot of these, uh, the classic out-body experiences, seeing dead relatives and these sorts of things. I mean, you re- if you take people and you say, okay, um, directly uh, after they've had or close to when they've had a near-death experience, mm-hmm. it's actually nothing to do with near-death. It's um, to do with the fact that um, that maybe they fainted or something, and their brain's in a state of trying to make sense of the world. Got so it. they try and make sense of the world, they make up the world, and this is where you see, and uh, this is one belief in the disconnection theory, is that you see this in schizophrenia. They have these strange visual illusions, auditory illusions, they see things, because their brains, the wires are all crossed, and their brain's yeah. continuously trying to make sense of the world. That's what our brains do, they make sense of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so, in that situation, what's it do? Well, if that doesn't work, this is going to work. So, th- and they get it wrong. That's where you see these 
and I think this is what happens again in in a lot of disorders and so on. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably Cognitive. batshit crazy, um, or you will be. Yeah, 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 you will, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, all genetics point to yes. Yeah. That's what I'll say. Yeah. I mean, it, the fact that you have pickle jars on your hands points to yes. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. It was weird, but you know, you're a guest. Okay, <laughs> you're telling me the walls aren't winking and smiling at us. <laughs> uh, so let's play a game. <laughs> Drugs do this, LSD as well. Uh, by the way, we want drugs. This is what we need to I make mean, sure. No, but I, I honestly do believe that there's a, there's such a scientific explanation behind all of it. I was on a different. I was jet lagged. My brain was tired. I was in a strange bed. I that mean, could explain so many. all of it. But the brother in law yeah. aspect of it yeah. is and it be, right. But like that's he crazy all, to me. So many people experience sleep paralysis. He could have also just experienced. How many drawings of monsters did he have? Because it sounded like he said, did you see this? Do you believe in ghosts? I am torn. Okay. I am unsure. Yeah, that's why that... That's a sticking point because Mono and I are, are hard. Like we don't believe in. I don't ghosts. believe in ghosts. It doesn't yeah, happen. But Betsy, you. Do I believe, believe in them. So, yeah. Just the name. And you guys ghosts. have both seen them. We yeah. both have. Yeah, we both have. Don't believe in ghosts. I've absolutely seen a ghost twice. Oh see, yeah. But, see, but one. that's like to me the 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 word has like a bad connotation. To like you say ghost, and I'm thinking like oh Scooby Doo and like whatever <laughs> that doesn't exist. You know what I mean? That's but, always the janitor though. That's yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Which is a very fucking scary thing when you think about it. Some janitor in a rubber mask. Really yeah. Jumping out at me and my teen friends. Yes. You put him in me? an insane asylum and not in jail. <laughs> my dog can talk and I hear it. <laughs> it's yeah. like that there's a nuts. lot going on. <laughs> um, but I think that there is something to say about just like, I don't know, weird uh, energetic Energy, dimensions man. that we don't understand yep. yet. I feel like we're very primitive as human beings and yep. that there's a lot we don't get yet. Uh, so I don't know that they're real. I just think like, oh, something else being out there besides just us. Sure. Like that's possible. Do we? Do we have like a long way to go with like mapping brains and figuring out why they do what they do? Yeah, we do. Uh, The tech, and it sort of depend upon the techniques that we can use. You know, Mm -hmm. we use like I use is functional MRI, and we look at changes in the oxygenation, the blood flow in the brain. Um, as a function of you know seeing this stimulus, seeing your face versus your face, for example, um, and that's that's where we kind of are with it. And we see that the brain is an interconnected, interconnected system. And we're really learning now that um, we can't really focus on one specific part of the brain, but we need to look at the whole brain as a unified functioning system. Um, it's its own little ecology in, inside of our skulls. Um, so that's um, I think. Where we what we are learning is that really the brain is and integrates information very very well, but it gets it wrong, um, and it's a prediction machine. It mm-hmm. does those two things, and and usually what you'll find is that if you um, uh, play a certain sound, uh, I'll give you an example. If I play a certain sound into your ear, the parts of the brain that were associated with um, that. Uh, the visual perception of that will become active. So it's saying that the auditory and visual circuitry are uh, interconnected. And this is captured by a classic parallel called the McGurk effect, mm. where you just, people go da, 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 like that, and then they just do it, with it, but they flick their tongue off their lip, off their, um, off their teeth, say exactly the same thing, but it makes it look like, this, it sounds like a different word. You should check it out, the McGurk effect. It's wow. McGurk effect. Yeah. Yeah. Was that like okay. the Laurel Yanny thing? Um, Do you know I'm about sure, that? No, I'm not sure of that. Yeah. Where they like played a sound, and yeah. some people heard Laurel, some people heard Yanny. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, that's interesting but yeah. then you can switch it in individuals you can do yeah. this perceptually yeah. as well you can um, I should mention that if you tell people that you know the dots are going left on the screen versus right people are more likely to see the dots as going left than seeing them right and yeah. then you ask these they turn they're going right but it's actually the same amount of dots are going left or yeah. right on the see, screen see that to me is like the reasoning for why ghosts might exist because it's like well we still have no idea what's going on in our everyday lives you know mm. you tell yeah. me one thing and I'm just so like why, yep. do, why not <laughs> other energy yeah why not other like dimensions and shit yeah I don't know yeah different levels of energy that we you know i mean i don't believe in it in the sense of um i'm a atheist but i don't believe in in ghosts um uh in the way like you say the scooby-doo or, or the way that right the, from the religious perspective but mm-hmm. but this you know there's certainly ways that our brain can make up these um uh we can see things that are not there mm-hmm. um if you call that a ghost you can call that a ghost um it's, but it comes from in here um, and then there's, as you say, we, you know, we learn a lot about as science gets better and better. We learn that there's different probably frequencies of things in, in the yeah. world that we don't, uh, our, we, our senses don't observe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you can't, you can't, what, say, you can't say that doesn't exist, but there's uh-huh. not evidence for it either. You right. Because yeah. like, and please correct me if I'm wrong. Like when you die, doesn't like some amount of electricity, like a because there's some amount of electrical oh, yeah. energy in your brain that escapes. Yeah, it's enough to light a light bulb, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Whoa! And there's, is there any scientific explanation behind one, I guess I don't even know how to make it make sense, but someone connecting with that amount of electricity? Like and electrical something? energy as a spirit? Yeah. Is that, there's well, no science behind no, that. I mean, it, the, the question is then, you, you're arguing, what Descartes argued years ago, the dualism idea that the brain and the mind are separate from each other, whereas okay. most oh. neuroscientists would say the physicalism, which is the monism argument, which is the brain and the mind are the same thing. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens is your brain is electrical because it has these electrical conducting neurons in there, which um, is why we have a lot of fat in our brain. That's the white matter. It's myelin, and we know that myelin conducts is fat. Oh. It conducts electricity faster. That's why if we didn't have the myelin, we our brains wouldn't have the uh, wouldn't process information the same. We, we'd be probably like right very very slow, mm. you know. And we see this in, in MS when the myelin goes away. That's what happens oh in MS. Oh my god! So um, our brains have electricity in them, but how that electricity, um, uh, how that electricity moves beyond the brain, I don't believe it's it's like you switch a light bulb on the electricity, right. you take the light bulb away from the electricity source and there's no longer any electricity in it. That's probably an, an analogy that you I would think of. Now what's an interesting question is that what you do find with EEG and, and other methods is that the, you do see that there is, you know, um electricity you know, you can record certain volts on the surface of the of the of the skull. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. You know, if I was to, your motor cortex is just there. And if I'm moving my fingers like that, my motor cortex is activating. So what happens if you've got two people and you stuck their heads together? Oh, yeah. And then one's moving their fingers. Does it make the other person want to move their <coughs> fingers because you're stimulating their brain? It's a silly, uh, silly argument. But, if, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but, it, but, but that, would be an, that would be the experiment that you'd want to right. do at first. Mm-hmm. And then just gradually move the distance away yeah. from each other. And when does it stop? Wow. I'm never doing that experiment, by the way. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Never say never. Yeah. Wow. I was also told that there's, um, what's that drug that like you, like it's, it's acid. Like, uh, DMT. It's DMT. DMT. That it's like the same, it's like a similar compound or like something when you die that you're like flooded yeah. with something or other that yeah. makes you trip balls or whatever when you die. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know about that. But what I do know is that some of the rodent work is that what you find, there was a paper a few years ago now, um, that, showed that when um, the art stops, um, 
what you begin to see is this burst of electrical activity for a short period of time in the brain, and then the brain dies. Wow. Um, and that might be the argument is that, you know, that um, in certain situations where people have actually died, that could be one argument for all of a sudden the brain's just trying to kickstart itself and it's creating oh, all of these shit. weird experiences. But that was in a rodent. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, you can't do these experiments in humans. You'd never really get the ethical committee to pass that, you know. You'd have to be a Dr. Frankenstein. <laughs> Dr. Frankenstein, yeah. Or a Herbert West. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Reanimator. You're a fan of Reanimator? Yes. Oh, yeah. HP yeah. Lovecraft, yeah. Great. It's, it's always good oh to see God. some intestines attack someone. You know? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> yes. How, what about the science? The science on that's pretty iffy, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a well, good one. Yeah, yeah. We'll it actually, it, you know, it's funny. You've got different degrees of what's, you know, feasible. And in that sense, with Reanimator, uh, um, is that you could imagine that there could be some uh, chemical that could create, you know, uh, corpses to, to, reanimate. to reanimate. Yeah. Mm. But like having an and or something like that, that running around is just not going <laughs> yeah. to do it. You need a central nervous Jeez. system to control those behaviors. <laughs> and it comes back to zombies as well, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> doesn't really make sense. I love being a, thinking about a scientist watching these movies and the moment a hand like stands up and runs away, they're like, well, this is stupid. <laughs> that hand wouldn't run. What a goof. What a goofball. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. The break is over. Here we go back to the show about science. So shockingly, we have like hit pretty much all of these points that I really wanted to hit Ah. just in our own natural conversation, which is great. But I do have one and I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on it. So the the jump scares that are in a lot of these horror Mm, movies, which I feel like there were jump scares uh, in the 80s movies also, but they were different. It wasn't just this like bombardment of loud sounds Mm. and... uh, I don't know, just cheaper scares, I guess I want to say. And so I thought this movie did a really good job at like not including, because I, I just assume, like, okay, it's a modern horror blockbuster f- yeah. hit film. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a bunch of these things which are going to like upset my girlfriend. And, <laughs> you know, I don't want to deal with that. So, but it wasn't. And I, yeah. I liked it a lot more because of that. And mm-hmm. so I just wanted to get your guys' like take on that whole phenomenon, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I do agree. Like jump scares being used too frequently is a problem in modern horror, where it's like a really loud music staying in something there because it becomes yeah. Like when it's just people stepping on toys the whole time, and it goes (laughs) not fucking scary. I love it when it's just like, "What do you want for dinner?" Yeah, (laughs) funny, but Bart, do you like my hockey mask? It's like a loud sound is kind of always scary because it's a really loud sound, but that doesn't mean I was scared. Yeah, well, it's the difference between a scare and fear where we talk a lot on our show about like how good like daytime scares are if you have someone like a a shot in Halloween where Laurie Strode looks out the window and a man in a mask where you can't see his face is just staring at her and he's not doing anything Mm -hmm. it's like that's more haunting to me than a than a because my brain is trying to like figure like what would I do if I was in that situation if it's a jump scare it's like I jumped Mm-hmm. Period. Move on. That's it. Move right. on. I'm not afraid. Yeah. I just was startled by a loud noise, but it doesn't affect me in any way. I feel differently. Like, mm-hmm. I think, I, I honestly think jump scares are pretty, f- I think a lot of them are really fun. And I honestly think it's an accomplishment in sound design. Oh, like, interesting. Yeah. Honestly. Interesting take. Hot take. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm impressed by whoever designed that. When it gets to be that's the only scares that are happening. Yes. That sucks. Yeah, it yeah. sucks if they're the only scares, but I don't think they're. C- 
in my opinion, I don't think they should be totally ruled out. Because I'm like, I don't, like, because I can get behind them, and they're, yeah. I feel if it's if it's and... used like uh, rarely, I, it is be- it is much better than the movies where it's just like, oh my god, this is right. like way yeah. too much. But I think I don't know for sure because I haven't a B'd this, but I think it would be more effective in some of these instances not to have any sound. Like I like when there's yeah, just big, you know, something scary yeah. like you're saying to look at for a second, and then it goes away. You're like, whoa, yeah. that's what the a big. Fuck was that? A big Dario Argento thing is mm. like just locking off a shot. It's a frame, oh. and it, the the sound design in his movies is amazing. But then it cuts out to nothing, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you see a door slide open. You see something slide into the picture. Yeah, and you're like, what is that thing? Yeah. And yeah. having to think through that in silence mm. is more terrifying than anything else. Yes, to me. that's what I'm saying. But what I'll say, like, how am I supposed to feel almost? Yeah, like, yeah. Music, music indicates how you feel. Need it. Yeah. Yes, I do agree. Those scares are much more impressive and more. Uh, 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 key to the story they're telling but I do think in terms of what horror like we were talking about earlier like horror's job is to subvert your expectations or mm. make you feel safe never um, and <laughs> right. I think that's one thing that jump scares yeah. actually do well of like holy shit I got scared when uh, that person closed their locker um, yeah. that makes me now feel unsafe no matter what scene I'm watching in this film I think okay. for I that think you need to use it well and to me since you're yeah. such a huge sound design head one of the <laughs> best uses of a sound design scare is in the the exorcist when he's uh when he's listening to the audio recording oh, and then a phone rings and it's That's... way way too loud uh-huh. but it's that like it's a quiet recording and it's getting quieter and then you I have can always get behind nice. a loud old-timey phone <laughs> <Yeah>. ring <laughs> <laughs> scary yeah and i'll Who's always be here, here for like a close your vanity mirror love it to sure. someone behind love you it. i'm always going to be I here for that. that well with the style reaction there's a lot of work on that in rodents because that goes directly you know the Frequency goes in directly into your auditory nerve, into your like scared to sort of motor response. Yeah, it's not even cognitive. And then uh, the other element is is the you know the the, the you know it's coming, but you still get a style reaction as well. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, um, which is interesting. I think also what's interesting in it um, as well as some of my favourite zombie movies and Halloween is. There's, there's very few movies, all the old movies, old-time movies, which are great, but there's very few movies where you see horror in the sunshine. And in Day of the Dead, yeah. and it, it, is that it starts off, they're in Florida, and the sun's yeah. coming down, there's palm trees in paradise, and there's these zombies walking around. Yeah. And it's like, like, this doesn't make sense because... Aura is typically in the dark. Mm-hmm. Bad right. things happen in the dark, not in the sunshine. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, and they do that again, in it where there's the boys outside the house and that yep. zombie yes. comes along and, Ooh, and yeah. so on. So or like under the that. train yard, the like leprosy homeless man that like yeah. crawls out from under the, yeah. comes totally. through the door. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah. yeah. And maybe it's an expectation thing too, because now we've all seen so many horror movies and the bulk of them are at night or yeah. in some yeah. dark basement mm-hmm. or something. So it's like somebody's going into a basement we all kind of know what's up. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if somebody's just walking on the street during the day, you don't expect it as much, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's a couple that do that really well. Like, I want to say, like, Conjuring does it. Conjuring, Conjuring yeah. Drag Me to Hell A1. does it. Oh, yeah. Well, what's the Conjuring Day scare? The one with the sheet. Yeah. Where the sheet flies off, and then there's, like, a, a person figure. behind it. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's so good. Those yeah, are always Drag impressive. Me to Hell has a good one in the house, maybe right? Yeah. Another good question, Shatters. just like, what's your favorite of recent times horror movies? Because I I, I was reminded when I was watching it of the um, Babadook, oh, and yeah. I loved the Babadook. I thought that was fantastic. Oh, I loved it. And Babadook it also didn't great. have that many, I think, uh, jump scares. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong, but I've... I, I've sense that do you guys have like things that you've seen conjuring recent is a 
is one that I really love. I love and The Conjuring too. It still scares me so much. Did you see there was a sequel, but I, yeah. didn't, I didn't watch it. It's Conjuring right. 2. It's okay. All right. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Conjurers. <laughs> yeah. There's a good nun scare in that, but yeah. it was It right. felt like such an Avengers thing, because like you can tell they're planting characters in there for this, yeah, this for universe oh. they have been blowing out. Got it, got it. That's kind of um, annoying. It just sounds annoying. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I think a horror movie I saw recently that I really enjoyed was Netflix's The Ritual. Oh, haven't seen mm-hmm. it. Yeah, okay. I thought it was really... That's the one in the woods, yeah? Yes, yeah. yeah. We were, yeah. yeah. That one was great. I think it's great. The and it deals with, uh, yeah, like fear. Uh, it has a great cold open where something real world horrific yeah. happens. Okay. And then the kind of way that a guy mentally unpacks that as the years go by, because he's now put into a different horrific situation, yep. but is still dealing with the effects of the real world thing that happened to him earlier. And I gotcha. thought yeah. that juxtaposition was mm-hmm. great. It's a okay. good one. It's a good movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw, we saw one on Netflix recently called Hush. Hush. Oh. That I feel like it's very... Very underrated and not talked about. It's I think awesome. I saw this. It has a deaf protagonist. It's like in a house? It's yes. like in a house in the woods, but it has a deaf protagonist. And of course, they play with sound very much so, okay. illustrating what moments the protagonist can hear yep. and cannot hear. It's and it's awesome. terrifying. Nice. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you looking at me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you I, like, I have, I have um, a three-year-old daughter, so it's, oh. it's difficult to actually yeah. get to watch any old movies like yeah. I used to. Yeah. Um, so scary for so, you is having to watch the same cartoon over and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Times have you seen Wreck-It Frozen? Ralph. Frozen, yeah, yeah. yeah Frozen. Yeah. She's evil in that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, songs are right. So uh, my, my, I guess uh, mine is just sticking with the, the TV shows. And mm-hmm. you guys oh, know yeah. which show I, I watch, you know, The Walking Dead. So, mm-hmm. um, And I kind of felt this last season, actually, of Fear the Walking Dead, actually got a lot of criticism. But I thought it was the best season out of all of them. So, oh, wow. Okay. Um, okay. And, uh, and again, it, I think with them... It's a different type of violence. Just, and I think I like end of the world things because it's not just about the monsters. In fact, it, the, the good zombie movies, the good uh, those types of movies are the ones that um, uh, uh, is, you put these individuals in this situation. It's about how they react to that situation, how they survive. Mm-hmm. And then now they – and you often find that particularly the Walking Dead ones is basically um, – it's about how they survive and combat other humans who are actually more evil than the zombies themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm into them types of things. I like to watch a lot of these um, uh, yeah. end of the world things, but they often have some element of uh, 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 monsters in them, which are typically us in some uh, respects. Just like yeah. you're saying nice. with it. And it's like uh, a part, zombie movies do such a good job of that because the zombies don't speak. Mm-hmm. So it is like watching how people treat each other in this heightened situation, which the Romero movies destroy each level oh of it. God, and yeah. like Don, you know, and uh, being like a comment on consumerism and like mm. there's all these smart subtext. But then I've found myself doing that with all horror, too, where I like recently rewatched the Universal um, Frankenstein. Mm. And I'm like, oh, my God, these like the Dr. Frankenstein is an egomaniac. Yeah. He is like a, a he's a nightmare. Frankenstein's monster does. He's he's innocent, mm. and it's like you watch how the town treats each other, and like it's a uh, like the classes treat each other differently, yeah. and it's like God, these are the monsters. Mm. Wow. There's mm. that thing of like it always goes back to us. A recent one I yeah. really love that I just didn't think of it was Get Out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. which God, is just so good. Out, that was just so Perfect. fucking good. Yeah, yeah. So I good. saw it like twice in the theaters. Which mm. is did you see Get Out? No. You should watch it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. Definitely. It's great. Uh, we did that last week, actually. Oh, Get yeah. Open my Giggle. He was fantastic. Oh, um, Hereditary was another one I saw oh, somewhat recently, wild. which I love. Is that something about Fuck genetic that. engineering or something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> that we'll say that. That way you'll be surprised. That great. Yeah. Um, okay, so before we go, I do want to play a quick game great. that I'm Ooh. calling What Do You Nobia About Phobias? <laughs> so, <laughs> this is very me. This is oh, very great. You. I like try to make games up and they always have terrible puns. I don't uh, think, I think uh, they're titles. always great. Like We've got a couple. Let's, yeah. let's yeah. talk to them. Uh, witchcraft or bitch nah? <laughs> yeah, witchcraft or bitch nah. Because <laughs> I really want it to rhyme. What was yep. another? I don't even remember the other ones I had, but the, well, the, yeah, that, that one was the winner. Satanic, okay. natanic. Yeah, satanic, satanic or natanic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I usually make a you know a custom game, uh, and they usually have terrible, which I think can be like synonymous with great puns. Agree. Who I love you them. are. Agree. Uh, so, so just quick answers. I'll, I take it. So yeah, I'm basically gonna just okay. list off a few phobias. Oh. Uh, phobia is an, an exaggerated irrational fear. Um, do you want to guess first how many people in the United States have phobias? Oh my God! I'm everyone. Gonna, I'm going to guess 200 million. Wow. 300 million. How many people are in the United States? Like what? 360, 380, million. Every single person. Do you know the answer? Do you want to guess? Answer, no. <laughs> Everybody's got a phobia. I saw online 19 million people in the United States oh, have phobias. That but they're disappointing. I think, I think yeah. a lot of people. <laughs> it's way more. I think a lot of people would probably just say they have a phobia, but it's not like a legitimate. Oh, got it. Uh, like diagnosed oh. phobia. Right. Oh, okay. Right. Well, it's an interesting See? fact about phobias, which is if you look at um, the highest amount of spider. And tarantula, uh, spider, sorry, spider and snake phobias in the world. Mm -hmm. They're in um, Great Britain and Republic of Ireland have the highest rating of the amount of phobias they have. And we don't even have any scary spiders or snakes. (laughs) And the fact is, is that the belief is, is that, um, and there's a lot of research out there on this, um, is that. If you, you you acquire that fear maybe vicariously from watching TV and so on, yes. right? But you you never actually encounter them, so they become more scary because yeah. you've never oh encountered them. Yeah, that that brings up a, another completely different and bigger question, which yeah. is like, is it wrong to make these films? Like, are you like? You go out to make a horror film because you love horror and you love, you know, scaring people and scary movies. And then you don't know it and you're making, you know, a million people in Ireland afraid of spiders. <laughs> like for their That's whole lives. That's always my goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, an increase in Guinness sales, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jesus. Whoa. Um, okay. So here we go. And I'm going to mispronounce these for Great. sure. Uh, emetophobia. Anybody know what that is? Emet- I, I think I know what is it, it is. Okay. It's Uh-oh, fear of Greek. throwing up. Yes. Fear of throwing up. I'm Greek. He's Greek. He's going to know all the root words. All right. God damn it. Emeto no, means throw up in Greek, motherfuckers. Oh. <laughs> all right. Great. So, yeah. Fear so, I'll shut up for the next one. The next one is <laughs> Spanakopitaphobia. <laughs> I'm stumped. Uh, I want to say erythrophobia. Erythrophobia. E-R-Y-T-H-R-O. A fear of O's in penises. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A fear of someone putting like a, a straw up your pee hole. No, but that a is a legit. plastic one, though. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That's the scariest part. Erythrophobia. Any guesses uh, besides, of course? Your Greek roots? No, no, I don't know this one. I'm going to say, I, no, I don't know. It's the fear of blushing. Oh, what, what an oh, adorable yeah, fear! Yeah, yeah. Shirley Temple <laughs> was riddled with that. Yeah. Yeah. Is it witnessing blushing or yourself blushing? Yourself. I think it's yeah, wit- like other people witnessing you blushing. Okay. Oh my god! I, again, yeah. not a professional. That just fuels your blushing. That's true. <laughs> totally. um, acrophobia. Oh, more Ac- common one. Acrophobia. Yeah. Uh, fear of heights. Fear of heights. That's correct. Oh, nice. Acrophobia. 
Getting them. Take that, doctor. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> Eat shit. Who's the professor of fear yeah. now? <laughs> Me, the yeah. scarecrow. Eat shit. The most, -eating phobia. The most interesting person I've ever talked to. <laughs> Take that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Escalophobia. Oh. Escalators. Yes, fear yeah. of escalators. That's correct. It's like Eskimos. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think that's just nope. called racism. <laughs> Uh, I have one. Hey, I didn't make it up. I have <laughs> Nomophobia. Nomo. No homophobia. A fear of not having any more mono around. No mo. No mo. No mo. Um. This is a relatively new one. I'll give you that hint. No mo. FOMO. Fear of missing out. It is not fear of missing out. Oh, that's correct. Basically, yeah. Fear of being without technology, without a cell phone, without a computer. Yeah. Everybody has that. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. United States, All listen up. Uh, this one is, I think it's pronounced colrophobia. Colrophobia. Or maybe colrophobia. C O U L R O phobia. Oh, fear of color? Nope. Colors. This one has to do with it. It has to do no, with fear of clowns. Fear of clowns. Goldrophobia. Um, Should have done our research. Which I no, wanted to touch sure. on the whole like clown apocalypse. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. That like happened. two years ago? Yeah. Like it was right before like in it. Phoenix and shit. Yeah. yeah. People were arrested in, in uh, Great Britain also. For, Is this like, where they like kind of like had that video of those guys in the fields who were dressed up yeah. as clowns? Yeah. Dressed up as clowns and like yeah. harassing people and like threatening yeah. to kill Sick. people. Very strange. <laughs> if you're doing that out there, Cut it out. Come on. What yeah. are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Get a hobby. Play yeah. tennis. Freak. <laughs> Read a book. Read a book. Man. Read it. All right. Yeah. Globophobia. Blow? Globophobia. Globo. Fear of the world? No. Fear of Fe globes. No. Globo. Global warming? <laughs> Fear, Fear of, of travel? No. Fear of being round. It is. Oh, it's uh, so yes, sort of yes. round. Fear of balloons. Yeah. Oh. oh. Or more specifically, oh, like the popping. Yeah. I'm starting to see the theme. Mm. Yeah. Oh, starting to see the theme. Okay. Um, Next one's fear of turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Betsy saw a documentary where people got off on uh, balloons yeah. popping, and Whoa. we hated it. It was tough to watch. <laughs> we oh, thought no. it would be fun, and then we immediately turned it off. Yeah, dude is like. Uh, yeah. yeah, he was really, <laughs> really into some balloons popping. It sucked. Yeah, that does not sound like a good documentary. I saw no. one called Rats, which I think is on Ooh. Netflix. Uh, okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Mm -hmm. It's the, um, what's that guy that did uh, Super Size Me? Oh, yeah. Morgan Spurlock. Morgan Spurlock did this thing on rats. He's not in it, but I guess he like directed it. And it's just about how rats are taking over and we can't kill them. And they just like don't care when we poison them. Well, my good friend the doctor is making them all insane. So Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, freaking control. them out. <laughs> Surgery, yeah, get rid of the <laughs> yeah, do some zombie rats. Um, okay, I got two more. Pogonophobia. Pogonophobia. Po Pogonophobia. Fear of sewers. Put, put the pogo the clown. <laughs> I will say that there are uh, three men in here that people would be afraid of with this fear. Oh. Beards. Yes, fear of beards. Oh. That is correct. Oh. Fear of beards. Pogonophobia. Oh, fear, fear of fiercely intelligent people. <laughs> Oh, beard. Which one? All right. <laughs> Which one's a dummy? Yeah. Uh, this is the last one here. Judeophobia. Oh, oh fear no. of religion. <laughs> no. Fear of Jews. Fear of Jews is oh correct. Are you Jewish? God. I am Jewish. Great. So yeah. I, now I'm comfortable with you bringing that one. Be bringing up Judeophobia. Yeah. I uh, feel like I've encountered several people with this. Wow. So we, we we did a survey where uh, on, I do this every year in my class, and we rank after the top 100 uh, fears that you have, and um, the the lowest was always fear of juice. Oh, great! 
So no one's afraid of us. Well, that was New York, though, so it might be a bit different. Oh, now yeah, like that's yeah. That's, we're just giving people bagels on every corner, so nobody's <laughs> say, afraid of that. You, you, there's a lot of places to uh, be immersed, if you do some immersion therapy, if that's yeah. your fear. Yeah, that sounds great to me. Yeah. Um, okay, so the last one, kind of uh, piggybacking on what you said, I have here the top five most common fears, according to L, the magazine oh. in oh, Singapore. Good. Let's good. see if we all have L Singapore? L Singapore put out the oh, top wow. five most yeah. common yeah. magazines. How did you read, get right? the archives of, of this <laughs> I think that encyclopedia? I, I just wrote top fears, and then this came up, and I said, this is perfect. L, <laughs> L Singapore, I trust you. Uh, so yeah, top five fears. You guys want to take a... Is one um, not having makeup on? <laughs> no. Oh yeah, L. <laughs> L readers. Uh, fear of dying. Fear of dying, not on there. Height. That's stupid. Fear I of, think height. Height is on there, number three. Fear of spiders. Fear of spiders, number one. Wow. Um, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. More is that surprising? Do you, does that That's make sense? Stupid. So what, uh, I'll tell you what we find, but I can, and what I know others okay. find. But uh, yeah, I'll let you finish and then we'll oh, go. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we got heights, number three, spiders, number one. I got I got three left. Falling. Uh, no. A- airplanes? No. Ghosts? Oh, no. Snakes. Snakes, number two. Stupid. Whoa. Yeah. Two most common and, fear. And spiders, yeah. Um, uh, being alone? Nope. Uh, agoraphobia. Like yes, yes. Agoraphobia, agoraphobia is number four. Uh-huh. And number What's five, number this one five? I couldn't believe, so I don't know if you'll ever get it. Um, fear of uh, your man not kissing you the at dark? night. <laughs> no, it's dogs. Oh, uh, dogs. According to L Singapore, it was dogs. But do, they don't eat them there, do they? Or? Uh, I have no idea <laughs> what they do in Singapore, so I cannot comment. Yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah. yeah, what we find is that the um, there's an interesting uh, joke with it as well. We find that generally it's fear of losing a loved one is oh, number yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but what I found a few times, this is Columbia University students, is that it was uh, six or seven um, on two years that I ran it was that fear of getting a low GPA. Oh, and wow. then oh, and then number, number, number 14 was a fear of dying. So the GPA was more important to them <laughs> than being than, alive. Than, <laughs> that's so funny. Yikes. Um, hilarious. Oh, fear of missing the season finale of American Horror Story <laughs> yeah. is number two. I'm scared of not being scared oh, with my friends. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be on Netflix for a year. <laughs> what do we do? Um, so wow. maybe we can end on a positive note since we've mentioned such dark, mystical shit. Yeah. How can people... Uh, you know, quell their fears, alleviate their fears, mm, you know, huh. face their fears. Allow drugs? me to answer this question. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think drugs is great. Okay. Especially depressants. Um, yeah, mixing them. With <laughs> mixing them together. Hallucinogenics. Okay. Yeah. That's I think it's the... probably educating yourself of what you should yeah. be scared of and what you shouldn't be scared of. Okay. And there's a lot of baggage that we have um, that I think that we, uh, that we carry in some respects in terms of what we think we should fear and what we shouldn't fear when we realize, yeah. we look back on our lives that actually we should never have scared that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the, the positive note is if you can reduce your fear, um, then it can open up your world to things that you would never experience. Oh. Um, yeah. So I think uh, just anticipating things, the, the bad side of things is some, can sometimes be a bad thing. So trying to understand what is, uh, what is good and what is bad can uh, actually be important to a meaningful <coughs> life I think yeah. or a beautiful life I think also there's something to say about how you know sometimes what you fear is maybe what you really want to do and then once you face your fears you can now achieve that or mm-hmm. you know yeah. make yeah. that your career like you yeah. know a lot of people are like 
I want to live in Seattle, but I'm afraid to move to Seattle because of this, this, this. And it's like, well, maybe just do that and uh, you'll love Seattle. I think that's also one thing I love about horror in general is that like in a way it really like trivializes. It basically like like lets you into the matrix of like Mm -hmm. uh, of like, "Eh, see how this is like not really a thing to be scared of or like see that like once you participate in this silly thing. Right. You get to actually be really entertained by this. Right. Yeah. That's something I love about horror. That actually, I think, helps me with fear of like, oh, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I'll never really actually, yeah, like, I'll never actually be attacked by a, a, a demon from the 1500s. So, yeah. but if you are, you're like, oh, this doesn't look as real as it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but you were, though, weren't you? <laughs> I was. For, I mean, that's <laughs> right. That's right. We're, we're this was a BC thinking ghost. thinking that this demon's in him. Every yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And every day I, he fights it out by hitting him with the pickle jars on his hand. Betsy, <laughs> yeah. Betsy does find me crawling on the ceiling quite a bit. Do I? Often. Mm. Too yeah. often? Uh, yeah. How often, often is too often? Like I mean, maybe. what, three <laughs> times a day? Yeah. <laughs> Anytime he's hungry. She just gets yeah. the broomstick out and, and, and pries me off. Down. Come on. Uh, okay, great. Well, I'm uh, really happy you guys came. I had a wonderful time. Thank you time. for having us. Thank you for so having fun. us. I learned so much. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're, amazing. You're amazing. You're the most interesting yeah. person I've ever talked to. Yeah. Wow. I really think so. Yeah, my wife might disagree with you. It's because you're always scaring her to see how her brain works. Yeah, she's all Dean again. Quiet. Yeah. Uh, is there something you guys want to plug? Tell people about. I mean, yeah, check out Horny for Horror mm-hmm. on uh, iTunes and yeah, everywhere you find podcasts. Mm-hmm. Horny, the number Stitcher. four horror Stitcher everywhere. We talk about all things horror, improvise horror movies, uh, talk about horror movies, and then a lot of weird types of stuff. Weird stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You'll love it. Yeah. yeah, and and people in LA can see you guys every Friday. Yes, every Friday at UCB Franklin, Adam and I have a show at eight PM, and then Mono has a show at nine thirty. That's right. Our team is Bangerang, and Mono is on Winslow. That's correct. Two of the best teams. You guys got to go see them if you're in LA or visiting LA. Yeah, I mean Please. that's like the number one thing to do. Yeah, UCB man. Franklin Friday nights. Please. And you can have some ice cream right next door. Oh, my God. Oh, premium. Between the shows. Perfect. Premium, baby. <laughs> premium <laughs> comedy, premium dairy. <laughs> and premium vegan ice cream yeah, as well. Exactly. Premium yeah. dairy brings us back to it. Oh, oh there it is. Every 27 oh, years. Baby. Right in a circle. Um, <laughs> something you'd like to tell people about? Can they check out your uh, terrible Yeah, uh, I have studies? a website with more research on it. It's called deanmobslab.com. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, some of the research I was talking about is on there. Dean um, Mobs Lab, uh, mobs with two Bs. Bs, yeah. M-O-B-B-S. Okay. Dot com. Yeah. Awesome. I'm going to check that yeah, out. Really and just read everything and go, I don't get it. I don't <laughs> get it. I don't what get it. But then give us your number so we can text you questions all night. All yeah, night. Say it on the air. Just yeah. say it on the air. Uh, okay, great. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Cool. Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh, and of course, the executive Pennywise producer is Brett Kushner. Follow us on Instagram at Bad Science Show. That's at Bad Science Show for cool quizzes and updates on what's coming next. And of course, send us an email at badscienceatseeker.com. That's badscienceatseeker.com. If you request a film, we will probably do that film. So let us know what you want us to do. And let me know if I missed anything uh, of interest because I'm always trying to learn. I'm like a sponge that can't retain anything for some reason. Anyways, see you next week. Bye. <laughs>